What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo Gig News and Interviews. I'm your host, Steve. Let's get it on. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another week of the Rideshare Rodeo audio podcast covering all things gig economy. Um, this week, I have a couple of guests. They're they're over from YouTube, but you guys don't don't prejudge. I know some of you guys who listen to the audio podcast. I know some of you are are following me on YouTube too, and I know even a few more have merged over. I know some of you have left YouTube to only go to audio podcast format. And I know that even some of you have snuck back in. So I know that a lot of you stay away. And there's a good reason. And I, I can appreciate that. But these guys are worth checking out. Um, I do want to say, so before I get into the introductions, though, there was one big piece of news that I have. Now we got two that we got to say before we start. today. Um, and both of them just happened. Both of them just happened. So this morning at about 10 a.m., Parapulse was supposed to launch inside of the Para app. And the Apple Store had not approved it. The Apple Store always just, because our programmers work in the Apple format and then move that format over to Android, they usually just push it right through. But this one got log jammed or something, which has never happened. And so we were getting a little stressed. It didn't launch at 10 today, but about an hour before this, before we recorded, I got a, I got the text from David saying it just got approved. So anytime in the next three to five hours, it'll be available, the update. When the update becomes available, check it out. If we have a little bit of time here later, I will explain Parapulse. Otherwise, you can go to withpara.com and you can find all about Pulse on there. Um, it is going to be a huge thing for you gig workers, guys. It's one of the biggest things that we've done in a while, I think. Um, so that's huge. The other huge thing that happened, and I haven't even introduced him, but I got to mention this because it's a big deal. One of my guests, uh, his handle is no giggity, no clout. I won't introduce him quite, quite yet. Just hit a thousand subs today. And just before we went live, like probably minutes. <laughs> but so congratulations, uh, Matt. 1K is a huge deal. And I know, I mean, that's a, it's a struggle getting up to it. And then you, you get these little pockets of growth and slow. And, and I know you've been working it too. And so it's the people who work it. Some people just come on to YouTube and they have a thousand in like a week. <laughs> and then maybe their channel dies off or maybe they built it on shorts or other things. And it's just not going to sustain. You've, you did it the way I did it. You laid down some groundwork. You're willing to modify it along the way. But you... In my book, you're one of the people who, not that everybody doesn't in some way or another, almost everybody does, but you truly earned these 1,000 subs. And I applaud you for that. So those are the big news. I haven't even introduced these guys yet. So first, let me introduce my guests tonight. <laughs> I have Matt and Hector. Both are gig workers. And together, they have started a new collaboration called Nobody's Favorite Podcast on YouTube. So... My goal by the end of this podcast 
is to make sure that I explain and sell them on why they must bring the YouTube podcast over to audio format. Can I do it? Mm -hmm. Of course I can. Of course, man. <laughs> Come on. Man. <laughs> so let's 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 get to know these guys a little bit, though. Um, Hector, Matt, welcome to the podcast. Um, Thank you for having us here. So I'll I'll go to each of you for a second here, but um, in in this include like the market you're in. Uh, maybe, you know, Matt, I know you only do one, but which apps you, you either work or have worked on um, and how long you've been doing gig work. But so here's the question, Matt. Um, we'll make it easy. We'll start with you. Uh, give us your complete life story from birth to now in under three minutes. Go. Dang. <laughs> My entire birth. What the hell? How we got to here. No, uh, no. The best you can. Yeah, my name's Matt. Uh, I actually started out as a business owner. Um, I had a detail shop. Uh, started and crazy thing was I, I started in 2019 with a business partner. Um, things happened like in the end of 2019, early 2020. So we parted ways and I actually went off on my, started my own shop and a lot of the majority of customers came and went with me. Uh, I grew grew, grew, grew. I was like two months in freaking COVID hits. And I just took on a brand new lease, a brand new, like I like $3,000 rent. Like my girlfriend and I just moved out of our, like our house we were in because we were moving into the apartment above the building, like above the garage. So like, did you we, get moved before COVID? Yeah. Right before. So like, so, cause I, I know people who got caught in that yeah. paradox who were like mm -hmm. dude wait i'm supposed to be out of my place in may yeah <laughs> they're not my, being cool about it and my problem was i put all my money in to starting the business so like once i once i got going like it was just like when everything hit it was like my whole vision of what i wanted to do just went up in flames because i tried to operate and like at the end of the day like they were threatening to shut me down, give me like the fines and all that stuff. And then if I got hit again, then they was you know, like, then they was like threatening to take my LLC and all that stuff. So, cause I wasn't offering what, what it was like, I wasn't offering a service for the COVID side of it because whatever it may be. But uh, even though I was offering a cleaning service, it wasn't helping keep the virus away, I guess. Plus people weren't supposed to leave their house. So, yeah. I was just going to say like, the, yeah. you know, every, everybody, and I think we all know this, and I don't feel bad about saying it now because I would have never told you in the early days of this podcast. In fact, I was very careful with people who were asking me about PUA, PPP loans, and things like that. Anybody could have got a PPP loan. They were giving those things out if you didn't have a business and you just made up. So I'm going to be a carpenter. Why? Because I have no experience in it, no interest, and I'm not really going to do it. Just give me the money. And they would literally just hand it to you. And so I'm, I am actually really glad to hear that even though it made it rough for you that you mm -hmm. didn't take a PPP loan and go, well, I'll just see where this goes. Cause you might've got trapped like other people in a cleaning service. I would guess, even though it might seem to some like, well, wouldn't that have been needed? Not really. I, those kind of services, unless you were like on industrial levels, yeah. you weren't going to have any, I mean, it's, it was like rideshare, like rideshare in one day on March 28th, when the, um, when the CARES Act went into effect and the stay-at-home orders happened. Rideshare went from this to zero. 
and delivery went from this crappy way of living to like rough. now you can be a millionaire if you're a delivery driver it all happened in 24 hours it was weird to watch this happen um but yeah so i'm i am glad to see you didn't get in with ppp i have a lot of people who are now dealing with ppp who thought they had dealt with it gotten away from it paid part had some forgiveness, these kind of things. And now they're like really getting some clawback type stuff. And it's, it's, I mean, in my book, I'm not trying to be mean, but people should have expected that. It's the good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Not, even though everybody was like, dude, why are they just writing out free checks? Nothing's free guys. Wasn't it uh, <laughs> up to a hundred thousand? Yeah, I, it was, but I mean, like if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, even after that, you could go back for more. There were ways. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say not I everybody, not everybody got to the other one. You were able to apply for like three times, I think it was because they they signed that into law once, twice, mm -hmm. three times. You were able to because yeah, I think it was each time. time they did the stimulus check to everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whether you were on PUA or not, they were doing. Everybody got the stimulus check when they did those. That's when they decided how much PPP there was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but at the same time, I mean, if you go to debtclock.org, usdebtclock.org, if you guys have ever gone there before, it's one of the most depressing web pages in the world. There's no, it's just one page, but it's one of the most depressing websites in the world. You watch all of where our money is being spent in this country at just phenomenal rates and how fast I was watching it during the pandemic. You couldn't even watch the numbers were twisting so quick. Um, but so I was like, where, where is this magic money? We're giving out these PPP loans. And we right. already, like, you know, we don't have, I'm not going to get into a whole conspiracy theory, but we don't have a gold back dollar or anything, but we don't really have an anything back dollar, which is what brought about cryptocurrencies and anything. So really our dollar is only based on, you know, what the other parts of the world are going to consider. And that's always what it has been, but we've always been a stronghold. Now other parts of the world are going, well, wait a minute. Why do we need to use, use the metric? And I can understand where they're coming from, you know. So, um, but that said, that's a whole different topic. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what? So you that, and then that happened. So you got into gig economy. You did delivery only. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I ended up staying open for another two years. Um, and then my mom and my grandma both got sick, so they actually both caught COVID. Um. Oh, so you did try? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was successful. Um, I, I made it through. Um, I made it through. I ended up getting a contract with a dealership and was doing all of their used cars in the meantime. Um, so there was a big demand for uh, like the auctions were still selling cars. So car lots were struggling to get cars. So they started doing where they were like picking up old loans that were like never closed and banks were closing loans and stuff like that. So then I would I would detail all their vehicles and uh, it was and it, was, it worked because I wasn't open to the public. So being that I wasn't operating, like I kind of did it. I was almost under the table, um, right. but I was still operating. I just wasn't open. Um, and then once COVID finally, you know, for the most part, they let everybody back out. Uh, I, I, I boomed. And then uh, everybody was getting, you know, had all that money and stuff like that. And in the meantime, while I was also doing that, I was doing pallet liquidation. I was buying wholesale semi trucks from like Target, Lowe's, Walmart, Home Depot, and I was selling them by the pallets for like five, six hundred dollars a piece. Um, and people Wait, pallets, uh, pallets of what? Mer uh, general merchandise. So oh, I would okay, buy, like, okay, return, okay. like returns from like Lowe's, Walmart, like drop like ships and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was mm -hmm. buying them by the fifty-three foot box truck, 
mm-hmm. and I would just sell the whole palette as is. Um, and people, since they were like, they had all this stimulus money, they were buying those pallets and then they were selling the items on Facebook marketplace. So that was another way of them to get income while they were waiting on their stimulus money and while they were not, cause some people weren't getting the PUA so, or the PPP. So, um, so I did that. And then once, you know, uh, everything kind of went back into like somewhat normal and they let me reopen, uh, we kind of dwindled out the pallet stuff and I went back into detailing and was crazy success successful for like a year and a half and then mom and grandma got sick and i actually lost them both six days apart from each other uh closed down businesses family was more important my girlfriend and i just packed up moved and uh yeah and then i took what money i had left and was trying to figure out what i wanted to do in the meantime and i worked for o'reilly's and mind you i've been my own boss for three years now at that time so me going and being like a counter salesman at a parts store, even though I had in like six, seven years prior to that, it was like, even though the manager, the general manager, I considered a friend, you know, but it was the fact of like feeling like I was, I was able to be my own boss, but then I had to now take a step way back, not only on a pay scale, I was making 1175 an hour. And then after two weeks, uh, the assistant manager quit. They uh, moved me to assistant manager with no pay raise, no commission, no nothing until my 90 days. Hmm. And my first week there, I worked 60 hours. um, And we was just like, screw this. I'm not, I can't do this. Like, I got my first check for two weeks and it was ridiculous. I was like, when I looked at the hours I put in, I was like, this is ridiculous. So how, how, you only do DoorDash, right? Yeah, I, I've tried Uber, uh, but it's just too... It's Uber just too Eats, not yeah. Uber Rides. Okay. Yeah, Uber Eats, yeah. But you've... You, that's, I mean, that's fine. I mean, in fact, I like that <laughs> these conversations where somebody does just one, because I, yeah. I mean, like, I'm always amazed when somebody can survive on one, especially these days. Good job. Uh-huh. Um, but you started door, DoorDash, so DoorDashing for how long? Now? Uh, today is... Today the 13th? Today is actually my one year uh that i've been messing. are you kidding no seriously yeah, one year days. 1 thousand subs the 13th yeah everything today heavens are looking down on matt <laughs> but i've only been on youtube i was only on youtube for i started youtube like seven months ago eight months ago so yep. yeah i i was like learning like everything like basically how i even started was i just started watching pedro because he was like the doordash guy so that's how it all started and then after that it went to i started watching all these other creators and that's how i kind of found out what makes for good content what people want to watch and then it was just the hardest part was just filming myself um and then once i got over that nervousness it was it was just pretty much it. Yeah, so that's crazy. Today, the 13th of November is when I started DoorDash. And then 1,000. Oh, he's got like tons of incredible like, <laughs> things going on today. He's like, you should go party today, man. I'm still, know. I'm still like, in, so it's like still. That's summer, what we're going to do. Did you already, did you already do your AdSense ahead of time? Uh, I did my, well, I did my search stuff already. Um, right. I mean, you filled out all your stuff so that now they can engage it. Yeah, so once we get done here, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get on my, on my computer, and then I just got to put through the rest of the stuff to do the AdSense, uh, and where I can, like, put it. They said I got to turn it on or something. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's, a, it's, it's, it's easy, but it's a whole flow. It's going to take you a little bit, but yeah, that's not, I mean, it's going to take you under an hour, but because yeah. you'll want to read everything. Make sure you mm-hmm. read everything. 
This isn't this isn't the I want to dash now click box. Ah, right, right. Like, right. Read it. Speaking of, uh, you said the dash can now we talk about box. how I'm not a 99 uh, a 99 acceptance rate right now? I'm not proudy. I'm a I'm a Listen, I'm a low fisher. I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I'm gonna drop a series uh, for like 99 <laughs> acceptance down to like a cherry pick. So because from 85 up. I've been seeing nothing but four to five dollar orders for like the last few days. They're like short miles, but they're only four and five dollar orders. I, I have, I have no people tell orders. me that too, and yeah. we always say market to market, and that is mm -hmm. the fact. But the bottom line is, is that for the most part, I've I've been through this with enough people, and I'm not saying being yeah. a top dasher or elite oh, right. or prancer or dasher. Or, Vixen or whatever you can be now. My point is, is like, they're not, I won't even go there, but they're not even supposed to have these. This is a discussion we're having um, on some legal basis with some actual, actually some lawmakers right now about how they can't use acceptance rates and things like that at all. But they're not only doing that, they're giving you different tiers uh, based on that acceptance rate saying you'll see more. And from what I've heard from people, yes, you see the orders you're talking about. Now in some markets it can favor you, but in some markets where it's very, where a lot of orders are coming through, you're getting those, but you're getting so many bad ones that you're just crashing so fast you won't see them in like a minute. So it's almost like that little window of time you will see them is going to go away real quick because you're going to be getting twice the orders you were, so your 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 stats will drop quicker. Yeah, it's like the, they want you to get up here; they're not allowed to. Yeah, the Barella test, the IRS um, uh, test, the uh, um, the, even the ABC and the ABC plus tests, all the tests that can tell if you're an independent contractor do say that acceptance rate is not allowed. The reason behind it is that um, it, 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 it was like, an, like take a contractor. It was a way for a contractor to establish better relationships with a certain person, like a plumber, like I'll just hire you every time. Right. For the company's uh, sake, I got to get these proposals. So it was almost like he was like, you know, they could almost nix you. So there always had to be every, there can't be like, oh, you didn't take that last one. So we are not considering you anymore. Like that's not, that's exactly what independent contractor isn't, which is the proof that I often say that, you know, they want to, they want to treat you like an employee, pay you like an independent contractor. Yep. Yep. So right. you are 100% right. You're 100% right. I mean, right. we all we all got to watch that, you guys, because if if Top Dasher works, whatever works for you, I say go for it. I'm not the guy giving you tips and tricks. Uh -huh. I mean, a couple times I have with a few apps where I literally see something that I just learned, but I don't come out here and say, "Hey, do this or do that," you know, because to each his own. And I I mean, like I know people who do only Grubhub. Like you guys know Sassy, I know a couple yeah. others. They only do grub up. That's amazing. If I only did grub up, I'd be, I'd be homeless and my son would be fucked. You know, like <laughs> grub up is trash, bro. Like low key is trash, man. I've been on their way for a year. Honestly, yo, I'm gonna tell you right now, low key in a way, like grub up is a little bit more dirty or as dirty as DoorDash in a certain sense. They kind of, yeah. they kind of. That's dirty. But but what I will say is, before the pandemic, when none of these food platforms were doing anything really. Grubhub was the only one. They were the actually pre-pandemic. They were the most successful one and the only one being transparent. Really? <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah, you are one hundred percent right. They oh, showed one hundred percent tips. The only yeah. app they showed all the details you wanted, and they were the most popular. What? Then the pandemic happened, and Uber Eats and DoorDash threw all their money into there and just crushed them. Ah. Uh.
So to be honest, had they kept that lead and had they stayed on that trajectory, we might have a whole different food economy part anyway. Oh, yeah. But okay, that took a minute. So um, I saved the best for first. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you guys on the audio side could see his eyes right now, look. <laughs> Actually, I have known Hector longer than I've known Matt. Um, Hector does not have he he and Matt do the the podcast channel, which we'll plug again here in a little bit together. But Hector is on YouTube. But as far as I know, you were never making videos. But I'd nope. see you in tons of them. And I got to say, like, um, you know, besides him being extremely good looking, like he was very smart in the comments uh -huh. too. Matt or Hector made a lot. Like when I was seeing Hector, I was, it's weird getting to know somebody through a virtual chat, especially like I'd never seen your face. You had seen mine, but we had never been face to face and I had never even seen yours at that time. But you were making comments where I'm like, I totally agree with that. And like other people are making comments I don't agree with. They're just like rambling or dude, shut right. up. Like, <laughs> you know, and I know that's what chat's for is to put out anything out there. So I'm not dogging on anybody, but you were putting out things that I was in sync with to whatever we were currently watching. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, I, and I always like you and, and uh, um, it used to be pull my gig, but now it's gig giggity. Like you guys are like me. You're hilarious. We should be on a comedy tour. We um, should. <laughs> Yeah, it we would, should. It would be off the hook. Um, <laughs> probably make a lot more money too. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, Hector. So like before you did. So another thing too, Hector and I, you guys all on this podcast know me. I am a service industry boy of 25 plus years. I have worked every position in the bars and restaurants. I have done 15 years of bartending. Um, which full time I've, I've 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 been part time. I've I do laser production. Um, I'm a multifaceted person. I've owned two bars. Um, it's a sad story. The most of my audio podcast listeners know it. I don't like telling it, but in a nutshell, my divorce was nasty. Um, oh, things man. got very right. very screwed up. And the only reason I'm even saying it, it's probably been a hundred episodes since I've talked about this. I don't talk bad about my ex or anything because my son lives with me full time. Uh -huh. He does. Correct. He doesn't see her anymore. He's just here full time. He's 17. He's graduating this year. But um, so my my when you own part of a bar, Hector, you'll probably understand this. Our shares were ours. And so when the lawyers want to get nasty, what it came down to was like it, it, I was going to end up in a court saying that I work in the bar industry. And I guess that judges during a divorce, when you're going for parenting rights, the judges view the bar industry as you do cocaine every hour. Yeah. And true. you are a piece of human crap. And of course, you, you're you not going to get any parenting time, you dumbass, unless it's supervised. Yep. Like I had my lawyer tell me this, the lawyer I'm paying, saying, dude, if you don't quit this industry, and you're going to have to sell your shares because your wife is making you to liquidate them. So like everything wow. of my life was getting screwed up and I'm like, well, how? and I kept trying to find out this way to stick in it, but there was just no way I had no to way. exit. I was getting older anyway. I wanted to move on to some other things. I still had my laser contracts and whatnot, and I could start doing more. I just always loved the atmosphere. I loved the life, but I honestly can say that things in life happen for a reason sometimes. And I was getting to that, not just, 
I'm burnt. I got to take a break from this, but I was getting to like, I'm going to, I'm going to go postal in here in about a week. So <laughs> take like Tuesday off, dude. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. but you and I relate on that. Cause you did a lot of that. So if you, will you tell us a little bit of your past coming into gig economy and now what you're doing? So, uh, yeah, for you guys don't know, I'm Hector, uh, O R not a, as you see on the screen, but people on the audio podcast, that's my New York slang. Hector, how you doing? Uh, anyways, so I, um, so actually my first, very first job was uh, a busser as Outback Steakhouse in Bayside, Queens. Uh, I had no resume. I just went in there, just talked. And one thing about the service industry, and I know Steve can understand, you kind of don't need a resume to get hired. Mm-hmm. You can BS your way to get a job at any service industry. I don't care who you are. Especially, you especially talk, if you know somebody who works there. Right, exactly. But if you know somebody who works there, they don't even have to be hiring. You could go up to your friend and be like, dude, I need a job, man. They'd be like, you want to work here? And they'll go down to the manager and be like, dude, do we need another uh, bartender? And of course, for those that also don't know, you can't walk in and get a bartending job. In fact, if people ever, there's a bartending school here. I shouldn't say this because it's not legal, but screw it. I'm not mentioning my name in my place. But when I was the general manager, when I was bartending, if people brought in a resume that had, you went to bartending school, I just held in. I just shut my mouth and held that laugh in until they walked out the door. Then the whole staff laughed. We laughed at their resume, ripped it up and threw it in the trash, yeah. which is illegal. It's legal to yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know how it is. Like the service industry is a very, um, in a way, like a little racist, a little, it's a little, it's a little snarly in certain aspects. Like I'm going to tell you right now, the service industry, they only hire certain people. And Steve, if you know, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, look at guys like, I mean, there's some things that like, you probably don't want to hear, but like you might've, if you guys have ever hung out at bars late now, you probably know this, like a lot of the industry, you become family on a level where I hate to say all this, but like sexual harassment on low levels Uh is acceptable. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you were to complain about some of the things, I mean, some things go too far, but if you were to complain about some of the things, It'd be like, dude, man up, dude. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Let's go get drinks after work so you could uh, not talk about it no more. <laughs> right. You know? you know, it's like my main thing was like, dude, I would if you were a bartender and you got involved with somebody at the bar, I told you that I could fire you or that she had to go. Or he had to go, the server. Yeah, that's just how it is. Or you because, put on dude, if you if you have a server on the floor in a high volume Island bar that's three deep right across from home plate entrance of Rockies uh, where the Rockies play 82 home games a year, like right across the street. I mean, 190 capacity fire code that we do like 250 be like just jammed. And so like, if you know that kind of bar, that girl on the floor is getting just smacked around all the time. You just want to light up. And I have, I got to say, this isn't a rare thing. It happens all the time. And then yep. they try and keep it from you, the manager or the other staff. It's a, it's a whole, oh, yeah. it's a whole, it's not even a lifestyle guys. It's a, it's a whole different universe. It's a whole different world. <laughs> it's a whole different world, you know, but uh, what was he going to say? So, yeah, so I worked there as a busser. I never really went up to server because I, you know, I was in that point in my life. I didn't take stuff seriously. So, uh, you know, I kind of quit that. Then I moved with my friend uh, to Washington Heights. And I was just kind of in and out of jobs. And then my ex at the time, she worked at City Field for the Mets. And she was like, hey, you know, why don't you come work with the Mets? And I said, what am I going to do? Oh, you're going to be a catering attendant to the owners of the Mets. Okay. I guess I got no experience. Let me go there and find out what's going on. I put in my resume. Lady loved me. I mean, you know, of course, my ex put in a word. 
And I worked with Saul Katz, Jeff and Fred Wilpon at the time of the New York Mets. Uh, I served their suite. So basically, I would do, I would get a PO order. And the hardest part of the job was really before the game. So you would set up their suites. The PO would say what we would put in their Schaefer's, what kind of bottles we got to put out. And then basically, we would set that up. People would come into the suite and we would get paid $16 an hour, which at that time, what was this, 2012? And that's great money. Oh, yeah. You know? And uh, we would get tips. And so, you know, the rest of the time, I would just stand there, watch the Mets game, you know, change and you know, do drinks, Jack and Coke, blah, 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 simple stuff, you know. Um, and it was a great well, job. I mean, I did it from what I know of it anyway, tell me if I'm wrong, but from what I know of it, because I know people who do that here for our for all of the places that do our events, too, in the suites. It's like it's almost like it's like catering. Yeah, in the beginning there's... you're catering you're setting up but you're doing it way more professional than like the apps don't take slam to that guys these are people paying a ton of money to be there yep <laughs> um oh, these yeah. suites i mean like i've been up in them many times by purveyors anheuser-busch coors um some of my liquor purveyors they would take me to the suite so i've been in them they're extremely expensive but they're very well set up and then really i've noticed that those people who do work them aren't like running around like i would be mm -hmm. You just have to give very white glove service. Yeah, and that's what I did, you know. And uh, yeah. of course, I used my smile. I used to get some tips. Uh, I also worked in uh, left field. They had these things called the M and M suite. So City Field had a group package where if you get a minimum of twenty people for a hundred dollars, you would have unlimited beer for four hours, unlimited food for four hours, and unlimited soda for four hours, or the seventh inning, whichever came first. Well, and you got so, into the game too, huh? You didn't get into the game. You had to get into the game. Yeah, yeah, you had to get into the game. Yeah, it was on left field. It was in left oh, field. Okay, okay. It was called the M&M Suites. You could see it back in 2012. And people would book them from the NYPD, FDNY, hospitals, and stuff like that. And all we would do, we would kind of rotate. So one person would bartend, the other person would serve food. And, you know, and then we would just, like, give out drinks and stuff like that. But the one person that made money was the person that was serving the beer, right? And it was up to their discretions to give away tips to the people that were working that area. Most of them didn't. The one time that I was able to get on the beer, uh, I was uh, part of the FDNY, I'll never forget it. I made $300 cash, first time ever. So I got paid $16 an hour, made $300 in cash, just by pouring beer and stuff like that. And I was nice enough to give people like $5 here, $10 here and stuff like that. And uh, really kind of built my confidence a little bit to uh, get into the service industry. And then I had to kind of stop because you know, with, uh, you know, when you're doing these sporting events, it's not consistent work, right? It's kind of, it's gig work. You know? I mean, you it's can look, like, you can look and see when they are. Yeah. And then, so like when the Mets were on the road, we would get like, you know, some catering services here and there once a week, but it wasn't like you're working five days out of the week. Right. So, so like, it wasn't, I don't know if it was like Armark or one of those, but like Aramark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Aramark. So like they didn't have other work for you when the Mets were gone. Uh, sometimes we would go to the Brooklyn Cyclones. It was a single A uh, affiliate for the Mets. Sometimes okay. we would go there. Uh, I mean, at other like, venues and stuff too. Like, hey, if you guys uh, want gigs, so, there's. So the only two was City Field and and uh, the uh, ballpark in uh, in Brooklyn where the Brooklyn Cyclones played. That was the only two places I ever been to. Okay. Um, yeah, so I mean, I did that for you know for a year, two years. I also saw Johan Santana pitch his no hitter. Uh, first time in Mets history that ever happened. I was there that year. I got the ticket and everything, but we ain't gonna bore you with that sports stuff. You know, Anyways. you guys, you guys, real, real quick. You know, I live in Denver. 
By the way, you might not know this. I don't like any Denver team. I'm from Michigan. I'm a diehard Detroit. Everything starts with hockey with me. Love hockey. Play hockey. Put people yeah. in the wall hockey. Um, love it. Um, and I'm a Red Wings fan. I'm a Lions fan before this year. <laughs> For like many years, too. Yeah. Like I've almost, I started hiding it. Started wearing my jersey under a sweatshirt. <laughs> but now you can take it out now. They're doing good. You know? They're doing good. Um, huge Tigers fan. My son is too. Um, you know, and uh, even the Pistons. I grew, I'm older than you guys. So I was actually around during the era when uh, all that went down at, at Auburn Hills. Malice at the Palace. The Malice at the Palace. Yeah, I wasn't at that game, but that was an era of games I was going to. And if you guys don't remember, and then we'll move off sports, but I got to tell you this. If you don't remember, things were getting so nasty before that night that the Oakland Raiders had had sent every one of the Pistons the better coats than their players get that said Oakland Raiders. And they wore them to all their away games. Wow. Oh, wow. So the if, wow. uh, if the Pistons were at home, they wore Pistons coats getting off the buses. If they were in D- Chicago, they wore Oakland Raiders coats getting off the buses. Crazy. I mean, I didn't know that. Geez, I did not know dude. that. I got to see a picture of that. That's kind of there's a there's a what is it? 40 for 40 on ESPN. 30 for 30. 30 for 30. 30. Yeah. Is it, yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. It's been going on for a long time, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a one of the very first ones is this. If you go back and watch it, they have a little segment on there. Oh, I gotta watch that. I think it's I been, it's been it's been a long time. I mean, they talk about when it all started that night too, yeah. and like how the police officers went into the hallway because they were outnumbered. Like they just mm-hmm. kind of shut the doors and left everybody in there to handle themselves. Yeah, uh, I mean, true. it got it got wild, guys. It got wild, yeah. So yeah. even if you don't watch sports, um, we just gave you a plug of something, and that is something you should go watch. You would, no matter what, you would enjoy this because the story behind it, the NBA at that time, and just how it was was just getting brutal and i mean yeah. like there were there were bad allegations being made about amazing people like isaiah thomas uh-huh. like he was getting well, so picked on he was getting so mm-hmm. picked on that like he for example he never what he was like one of two that would never wear the raiders coats he started wearing one. Oh wow he got pissed because because his name was being trashed he's trying to be the player shooting out there and doing things Dumar and him are trying to do things while everybody else is fighting. You know, it's looking like uh what's that? What's the movie with uh Will Ferrell? You know, the um pro pro uh semi-pro oh, semi-pro. semi-pro, yeah. You know, I'm just looking like that at the com- commercial break, start beating up everybody, you know. Like it was just like and Isaiah and and those, you know, they're trying to like play some basketball too. Um, but they were just gritty, but that was great. Um but so um, another, I want to say one thing about Hector before he goes on. He has two of the most, and he might even have the third, but he has two of my, my three traits in a person that I look for the most. Um, he, so I'm going to give him a little compliment here. So he's genuine and he's honest. Okay. And I do know this about him. I'm, I'm a good read on people too. The, my third trait is that you be good looking? I'm just kidding. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that is that you be good hearted? That's my yeah. third most important yeah. trait, and I imagine you are good hearted too. So I don't know. Not that there isn't with Matt. I'm getting to know Matt, but I've, I feel like I've connected with Hector, and I'm just now for the first time 
talking one-on-one -on -one with them. So yeah. Um, uh-huh. Instead of us uh, roasting <laughs> Matt in the chat. But so <laughs> after, so after the, after the, um, working at city field, the pandemic gig work, how, how did all that come about? Yeah, so uh, I worked in a restaurant after that for five years uh, in Dumbo, Brooklyn. Uh, long story, I became really good at what I did. I served 20 tables by myself and uh, decided one day in 2019 I was going to quit because uh, I met my girlfriend actually in my job in the bar that I worked at. She was a waitress. I was a busser. And we've been together for nine years. And See, he, uh, just, I, he just proved my point. People exactly. I was going to go to that. I was going to go to that. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so then now I would tell her like, you know, New York city, I mean, I, I, I kind of messed up a little bit. And, uh, you know, when I first got my license, I started racing on the streets. I got my license suspended and never paid for it. I had like five suspensions on my license. So anyways, I owed New York city like 2,500 to get my license back. And my girlfriend was like, yo, I hope you out. You know, let's go get your license. That's all right. So I paid it off. I had to take my permit test. I had to take my road test, pass it, flying colors, whatever. And, you know, I bought a car. And then, you know, I was like, I'm going to do other stuff. I'm tired of the bar business because even though I was so good at it and, and Steve, I don't know if you, you can relate a little bit, but like I had some customers after work, it was one of those bars where they will offer you a free shift beer. And that was oh, included yeah, yeah. with some shots and no, dude, I, I used to come home toasted. You know, we didn't have 15 bartenders. We had like six and when, yeah. and, and you probably right away understand that we had such an amazing group. And sometimes it got too far, but I didn't even have to spot check them. I didn't have to, you know, wa wa worry about their level of drunkness. They knew. But I mean, like we also, I don't know if you did too, you know, at high volume bars, there's tricks, you know, because if, if like, okay, let me give you an example and then we'll move, we'll move out of this bar stuff. But I got to say, if a group comes in of 12 people that I know who work at three other bars and they're hopping around because they got cut early and they come up and they say that they want to get shots, but they have, let's say 13 people and they say 14 shots, you're in on this as there really isn't an out on that. Sometimes, I mean, you can't do every shot, but we used to have like, you know, we had a bottle of Jack Daniels for us that was just flat doctor diet, Dr. Pepper. Yeah. If you, if you let it go flat, so it had no bubbles, it looked just like Jack. So yeah, you yeah, kind of, you could kind of pour yours in there and then kind of grab for another bottle and then pour theirs or whatever you're doing. There were always tricks. Mm -hmm. So there were ways to make, and then like, I wouldn't ring that in for them. You know, I'd just be like, I, I, you know, I'd take, you know, I'd put some on my tab. So I'd take, I'd be like, you know, if they said 14, including you, I'd charge them for like 11. I got three of them. Yeah. A couple of, didn't charge mine in because mine wasn't one, but there are tricks. But a lot of times in these industries, you do you do have those nights where it's just slammed and then as it starts to die out you start doing some drinks and even your boss okays it and then or the manager on duty or whoever and then it starts going too far even <laughs> i mean i can remember down sitting downstairs at the grizzly like counting out money and like on a good night we'd get out of there at like four but i can remember like walking out of there at like 9 a.m hammered and then like 11 a.m. The opening manager would call me and be like, "Why was your till off by like 800 bucks?" Damn. <laughs> you know, and not a lot of nights. I mean, normally I'm to the penny kind of thing. It's just like, ouch. <laughs> like, well, we used to do we used to do uh, clopins that were doubles. Oh Lord, have mercy. So that was uh, you know you had to be in there at 10 a.m. and work till 4 a.m. and then be back the next morning at 10 a.m. Yep, that was the life. That was my weekend. 
10 a.m. till 12 o'clock a.m., get hammered, only have two hours of sleep, and then do back at it for another double from 10 to 10, bro. It was crazy. It was crazy. So you got your, obviously, you got your license back in order because you're on the apps. You mm-hmm. got that sorted out. How many apps How many apps now have you worked, and how many are you working now? So when I first started, I did DoorDash. I was one of the few uh, back in 2019. That was back in the day when DoorDash was paying you $5 for everything. No matter what it is, $5. When these orders were $8, you would place the order. They were always $8. Um, and then I started getting into Grubhub. I signed up for Grubhub. So I was using, at the time in New York, I was using uh, DoorDash and, and Grubhub. Now, as you know, Steve, you can't sign up for Uber Eats because you got to have a TLC license. Mm-hmm. And at the time, de Blasio, of course, regulated that heavily. And there, he only allowed a certain amount of people to pass the TLC license. So I, did, I couldn't take that. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to sign up for Uber Eats. But I know it was very lucrative because I heard a lot of people make a killing on Uber, Uber Eats. Um, and then what happened was, is that during the pandemic, I started working a little bit more. There was a lot of money on the streets, man. I was working oh, yeah. out in Staten Island. And, uh, you know, my parents, um, they lived in, they, you know, they lived in uh, New York for 10 years, but they moved to Houston like 15 years. Uh, and, you know, my, I said to my girlfriend, I was like, yo, we need to leave New York City, man. I feel like New York is going to change. It's never going to be the same. Like the pandemic just, I feel like I had this feeling that New York City was going to be ruined when the pandemic started. So I said, let's move to Houston. And at first she was like, I don't know, and stuff like that. And she's like, you know what, let's do it. So we took a three day road trip and we moved to Houston. Um, that was crazy. One of the craziest experiences I had in my life. Uh, we had to stop in Virginia because it was raining like crazy. Uh, it was raining so bad. Uh, I was going 20 miles an hour on the I-95 for like an hour. Right. And then I pulled over, whatever. We woke up the next day. Then we're all the way by, by uh, Alabama. We slept there. The next day we wake up and then right we're on our route to Houston on the I-10 starts raining like crazy. We had to pull over. But anyways, got to Houston. Uh, I was able to sign up for Uber Eats. And uh, currently right now I have uh, DoorDash. I don't have Grubhub and I'll explain to you why. So I have DoorDash, Uber Eats, and I have Instacart. Um, and I'm on a waiting list pretty much for everything. Curry, uh, Delivered. Uh, I just signed up for Delivered Dot, uh, but I have to go up north to uh, work in, uh, in that region. Um, and then I'll explain to you why what happened with Grubhub. And this is for me with Grubhub, I got I was in that nationwide offboarding that happened in the middle of the night, and I just never yeah. reactivated because I was like, "What? I'm not going to get the five orders I saw last year." Fuck you! Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you how I got I got deactivated because um. So I told you I moved from New York to Houston. My license expired. I already got my license in Texas, but checkered the beautiful company that they oh, are. If get an update on their end. Yes. Well, that's so, that's a big problem too. That's known to many. If you exactly. if you change states, checker almost always screws you. Exactly, and that's what happened to me. So I got this letter saying you got an adverse, blah blah blah, and stuff like that. And I told them in the email, my license is already updated. I looked it up on the latest report on Checkered. It says that my license is surrendered, and I got a new license in Texas. But when the companies would look me up, like Grubhub did a freaking random. They wanted to look me up randomly. Said I had no license. So I got deactivated and I can't get on. It's been over a year and a half. I can't get on. So yeah. those are the apps I'm running right now. Uh, Instacart, uh, Uber Eats and DoorDash at the current moment. And so. DoorDash, is that even in its current state, is that the primary app for you right now? Yeah, that's the primary app for me right See, now. See, that's, that's a scary thing to me, you guys, that the 
like months ago, it didn't scare me. It just was what it was because the market, vo- the people, the customer volume was on DoorDash. So they they had the market share in the United States, and they still do, but it, they're losing it slowly. But um, or they're slipping. I'm not saying losing it, but they're they're slipping. Um, but like six months ago, it made sense to me. I usually only did DoorDash stuff. I mean, like I probably have around four or five hundred dashes total, and I've been doing oh, wow. gig work since 2015. I've been doing DoorDash since 2020 and i've really only done it when we did we're doing para tip transparency testing that's the only thing i was doing it for and not because tip transparency was there it was because i was working with david and i was one of the people who before we would ever update something i was trying it because i was in a position of i had other apps i had other things going on i was like i don't really care if anything happens to this account right yeah yeah i'm not and, and i'm not in that state now with any of my apps and nor should any of you be i'm not saying like be on your knees grateful that you are so blessed to have that app, but don't, don't have that man. I've had that mentality with few apps. I don't give a crap. I get, don't have that mentality. Things are going to change after the new year. I'm not saying everything's going to get better, but some apps might, some apps might get even worse. So the more, I mean, Kim's always said onboard everything. I've always said, pace yourself onboarding to it, but I'm now in Kim's camp onboard everything right now before mm-hmm. the, before the end of the year. And I say this because of legislation. We're not even going to get into that because next week um, I have two podcasts dropping more this week. So next Monday or next, next week, the, um, the, the weekly podcast, the normal OG audio podcast, this one will be the, it's 300th episode and Sergio Ovedian will be joining me and we will be discussing strictly regulation stuff. Um, it seems is that is that a great way to celebrate the 300th episode? Kind of because Absolutely. because I think that I've talked about that stuff a lot, and a lot of people are are now in that like, wait, now I'm starting to hear about what were you saying all these years? And I'm like, exactly, you know, like now you need to pay attention because it's it's mm-hmm. important. Even if you can't make a change, you need to be understanding what could happen. Like these right. guys did their podcast the other night, and I put out the question, hey, if you were deactivated tomorrow, what would you do? And both of you had answers, but both of you kind of went to long-term stuff too. Like, well, long-term, I'd, and it made me think, well, then why wouldn't you just do that now? So it's like, I mean, I get it. You need to build to that. But like, I was really talking extreme short-term. Most gig workers are living day-to-day. If you were deactivated and you weren't like, Matt, you're on one app, you know, and maybe let's say that whatever caused that deactivation, I don't know if you guys are familiar with share, with with app share with app privacy sharing, but like if you get deactivated for even for a let's say a, a woman says that you touched her and and this happens sometimes just to get a, a free fifteen dollar ride, you get deactivated from whichever rideshare platform you're on, but in sexual cases they're allowed to instantly share that information with Uber. And they do. So if you work Uber too, wow. you will find yourself the next day deactivated on the other platform. Even if you didn't turn it on, if you haven't turned it on in a week, you'll get deactivated. Wow. That's a civil lawsuit. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, but right. see, yeah, but see, here's the thing. It's, I mean, dude, there's a 10 million lawsuits, but the problem is how do you audit an algorithm? That's true. That's, he's right though. I mean, all it takes is, I mean, we know this from Para. All it takes is a couple coding changes that make everything pipeline different ways. And all of a sudden you're like, I don't know, that thing runs itself. 
That that makes sense. I mean, good luck getting into somebody else's code that they've tweaked out 10. We know from Para, every time we found the API, they were hiring more people. I mean, they put a two cease and desists on us. Yeah, I remember that. That was a big one. So I remember the first one. It was a, a year, uh, a year and a half ago, or a year ago. I remember. Yeah, I saw and then that. when we came back, that six months later, they gave us another one. We gave them terms too, but they didn't meet them. And then we have both of them. We have a very small pair of office in San Francisco. David has now moved to Austin because San Francisco is a joke, but um, <laughs> it's turned into a joke. <laughs> exactly. But we had both of the cease and desist as you walked into the small pair of office. They were framed up on the wall. <laughs> And I loved Para too, man. When Para came out, wow, that was a game changer, brother. Yeah. Matt, you don't know what Para did, bro. Literally predicted hidden tips, bro. They predicted hidden tips. And I then really- we, we and then we tried to tip predictor after all this too, which that's different. If people came on during that, what Hector's talking about is we, it would be to the penny. Yep. Yes. <laughs> you'd yes. see it, if you had Para running at the same time, it would say you'd see that. Yeah, this is a $2 order going eight miles, might be more. And then you'd see a pair going, come down at that same moment saying it's 91 bucks. You'd be like, no way. You'd take it, be 91 bucks. I'll, I'll give you a story. <laughs> I had a, uh, I had a, a, a DoorDash order that came in and I was using Para at the time. $13, three miles, right? And Para said it was going to be a $28 payout, bro. $28 payout. Guess what happened? I go there. I have to place the order. And I'm, I'm fucking excited. I'm going to get 28 bucks, bro. It's three miles, blah, blah, blah. Guess what happens? The card is expired. And it's $200 worth of food. And DoorDash, of course, is asking me, hey, do you want me to, can you pay for it? And I said, I'm not paying $200 plus. I don't even have $100 in my account right now. I'm not paying for that. And they canceled. What they made me do is that not only they took away the order, they didn't even give me half pay. They lowered my completion rate. It was it was ridiculous. I hate those type of, you know, type of orders that come in like that. It's just ridiculous, man. Dude, it really I, is. I mean, I honestly, it. it 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 blows my mind. First of all, and I'm gonna mention this in a second, but it blows my mind that even those entry level people who can never help you at customer mm-hmm. service with the giant apps anyway. The smaller, you might get some more local. But with the giant apps, they can never help you. But they still have the gall to say, hey, can you pay this? You're the driver, dude. And you're not even get like, you're not getting paid. What do you, what do you mean, can I pay it? I mean, has I, I guess here's my thing. Has anybody in history ever paid it? Sure, I'll pay it. It's just <laughs> like, why even sense. ask is my thing. Why even ask? Because I bet nobody... I would actually venture to say nobody's ever said, sure, I'll pay it. Especially <laughs> $200 worth of pizza. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, no, I'm not putting that in my debit card. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so before, um, we're going to probably run a little over, and that's okay. That's what, We won't go too far over, guys. I know my audio podcast listeners get a little harsh, but there's just a couple subjects that we do need to hit on. Um, one thing I just wanted to hit on was... Um, before we leave this and move to your podcast is what are you guys making? And we can keep this kind of quick. Like what are you guys making year to year? Um, I know uh, it's exactly for you, Matt, you've been on a year, Hector, you've been on longer. So year to year, November, October or September, October, November, either month by month. It doesn't have to be exact amounts. It could be like percentages that you're up or down. Are you working more hours to be at the same amount like what kind of like comparison 
can you give to a year ago? As Because, I mean, right now, primarily, I mean, Matt only does DoorDash. You do primarily DoorDash, but other apps. I mean, both both you guys are feeling the weight of one of the worst apps out there right now. Yeah, that's true. At the same time, it has the most offers. And obviously, there's a reason why everybody says, I hate DoorDash, but it is my favorite uh but it's my, but it's my favorite app. Yeah. Like yeah. I, when I talk to people, I'm like, what, you know, like, you know, what app do you hate the most? DoorDash. Which one do you use all the time? DoorDash. <laughs> but we all hate the app, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. But you like, know, so year to year in any kind of format you'd want to make it. So I would say that I'm making less money now than I did last for year. For the same like, hours? Yeah. For the same hours. So yeah. you, so I like that. And I, I do say I like that because I, I think too many people look. We've had several people come out and say that at first it seemed like maybe just a rumor, but it's out everywhere. It's, I mean, you guys can Google it. It's on newspapers everywhere. It is in gig work is in the top 10 most dangerous um, professions to do these days. And the reason is not just because of what happens violently to, uh, to people, but it's, it's that they get so tired that they get in car accidents, things like this. And there's something to that. Um, there's, uh, you know, like I, I don't like to hear about all these people who can't make as much. They're making 70% of what they did last year. So they're putting in that an extra 20 hours that is just killing. It. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, you know, for me, it's like, you know, and, and this is the most ridiculous thing I really hate about DoorDash. And I think, you know, no, nobody really talks about this as much, but I will. I really hate the diamond program. I freaking hate it with the passion because it doesn't allow you to really, really, really cherry pick, especially if you're in an oversaturated market. Last year, I did not have that issue. I was able to cherry pick my orders and find the best order for me. Now it's just everything so heavily re regulated on DoorDash that mm -hmm. you just cannot cherry pick because you have other people that are taking everything, right? Because of the diamond program, because of Top Dasher and things of that nature. So that's why for me, I feel like now, Unlike last year, I have Top Dasher. I, I'm not proud of it. I hate the fact that I have Top Dasher. But I realize in my market, that's the only thing that's working. Because now I have to take all these 70% orders. And I have to take, you know, and sometimes I do Uber. And I feel like sometimes Uber is better for me because I can cherry pick Uber at least. At least Uber, you know, throws me some good offers. But DoorDash has completely changed the algorithm from last year to this year. And just all these tier systems that they're putting and stuff like that. It's just making it worse for gig workers in general. They just don't realize it right now because I guess um, we're in a day and age where like I've come to the realization inflation is real. I don't care what anybody says. You know what I mean? Like Dude, people I, are saying, no, anytime I talk about it. it, we got high inflation and we're in a recession. I get comments saying we're not in a recession and blah, blah. I'm like, dude, listen, we can agree to disagree. I, I honestly, you will not convince me. I keep very up to date on this stuff. I understand it. Call it what you will, man. If you don't call this a recession, I don't know what you're calling it. Yeah, exactly. And it is. And I think that's what we have to take into consideration. So people are not tipping as much. DoorDash fees are getting even higher. And, uh, you know, I just think for me, I just feel like that that's what's really ruining the platform. It's not equal like it first came out. Remember 2019? The orders were so good. I had a 70% acceptance rate because... There was very little garbage on the app. I'm telling you right now, in 2019, everything was a dollar fifty plus a per mile, at least. Yeah. Everything was just great offers after great offers. Now 
you have to be in the stupid diamond program. You barely get like $2 a mile. You barely see it. Now you get like a dollar twenty-five, a dollar ten, sometimes less than a dollar. My acceptance rate sometimes is at seventy-six percent. I get a three-dollar order going seven miles. That's so disrespectful. For what? I think DoorDash believes is that, in my personal opinion, DoorDash believes that seventy percent of the offers that come in are worth it, and they're not. Not even thirty percent of those offers. Are you know, worth it. I just they're think I just think they're they've literally cut down the departments that actually oversee that. It's such a high volume now. It's just computer sorting algorithm. I've tried to point out to people that look at the there's not a computer there's not a server out there going. I hate that dasher. <laughs> I'm gonna get them. Right. They're just they're just dispense they're unevenly dispensing crap. They are. It's so ridiculous. It's even like it's, when Matt was saying, and by the way, guys, Matt lost his connection. He'll be back here in a second. But if you're wondering why he's not speaking, but I honestly think that even like when you get up to those diamond levels, like Kim side money plans the other day told me that she saw a diamond order. She made a video about it. She saw a diamond order that um just came through to her. She is in the diamond or the dasher prancer levels whatever she's she's she used to not do this now she did top dasher now she's doing these but she saw a diamond offer but not as a diamond offer like she would have anybody would have seen it with a five percent acceptance rate and she made a video about this going why am i seeing this not i'm a diamond why am i not seeing this as a diamond? it is a diamond why am i not seeing it as one why am i just seeing it come through as anything I don't even think they're sorting in it anymore. I think they've given up and it's just literally to get people to think that the better orders are at the top. This is just my opinion that the better orders are at the top because of course they are. Because if you're at the top, you're going to get, let's just call use arbitrary numbers. If if you're a bottom dasher, you maybe you see 40 an hour, 40 offers. If you're a top dasher or Excel or whatever the highest diamond is, if you're that, you might see 100. So you can crash your AR so quickly. Those people like to stay up there. So of course you're going to see the better offers because they're going to, because they're flooding you with offers, but can you take enough to keep seeing them? They're not, it really isn't. You really think about it. It's really a, a mental abuse that DoorDash is doing a psychological abuse by DoorDash that they're doing. And to be quite honest, I'll even take it one further. They're using gambling tendencies that I don't like. That oh, literally, yeah. we, that, we that talk about it. We, yeah. I, I call it gamification. It's been going on forever. Mm -hmm. And all the apps do it. I mean, it's not DoorDash. Right, it's but there's some, the I agree with you. There's some new, just, I mean, it used to happen in rideshare too, streaks. I hate, I always told people, don't do streaks, dude. Like mm -hmm. I used to do, I'd get on the streaks and if it was like do five, get this bonus, I'd do three, turn off, turn back on. I never went for that $5 streak money. Because mm -hmm. I knew they'd throw me the fourth, and then it would take an hour to get the fifth, because mm -hmm. they wanted yeah. me out on the road. Even if a, even if I was the closest car, I wasn't getting that fifth thing. Exactly. Yeah. So what I would do is do three, because they'd throw those to you quick, and then uh -huh. I'd turn off. I'm done. And they'd be, <laughs> I, I know they're like the algorithm singing. Why does this guy want that five dollar bonus? And then I'd turn back on like two minutes later, and they'd be like, "You got to start over." I'd be like, "Cool, give me three in ten minutes." Okay, I'm done. <laughs> like it's I would make more than the bonuses doing it that way. Yeah. It, it, it's the same thing with peak pay. Oh, there you go. You're good. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, it's the oh, same thing gosh. with peak pay, Steve, you know, and I know you haven't done DoorDash a lot when they offer peak pay and it says, busy, no, I know you don't get a single I mean, order. 
you don't get a single order. Here, I'll even I'll show you my market right now because people don't believe that my market isn't. Watch, it's going to be jamming. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last time you did a DoorDash order, Steve? If you don't want uh, in September this year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, this year. <laughs> I thought I thought we were talking about last year. Like I thought you exited out. Forget about it. No. It's a test run for me, you know. So my area is dead. It is wow. seven, and, and it's not as late as you guys. It's seven o'clock here in Denver, and it's dead. I mean, there's a couple like blotting pink spots, and if I hit schedule, when is the schedules they're offering uh-huh. that I can get on at ten o'clock tonight in three that's, hours? That's pathetic. That's so I mean, like, why and what, like, why would I schedule that? Who's gonna do a ten o'clock shift? You know I mean, there is there is stuff going on, but there's there's other people doing it. Again, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, now that uh, Matt's back, this other question, then we're gonna talk about the podcast here real quick. But um, so I want to know from uh, Matt if you can like in real quick tell us like where your earnings are. From what, especially because you started a year ago, so you think that was the awesomeness when really it was years before. But yeah, uh, yeah, I because see, I haven't really had to. I you don't have to do dollar amount. Like I don't know if you were fading now, but you could do like a. Are you up percentage? Are you up twenty percent in your earnings? Down twenty percent from? I, have have well, you added hours and you're making the same? Like yeah, because I mean, you got to think I was only what like a month in, not even maybe a little over a month in from the end of the year. Um, okay. So from January uh, to, to now, uh, I'd say I'm up probably maybe 10 or 20%, but that's only because I started working more. I started working. Weekly. Okay. So you're up 10 or 20% working yeah. DoorDash in mm-hmm. October, November this year than you were earlier this year. Yeah. But it, it must be because of a lot more hours. Yes, I'm working more hours. That's why a lot more though. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working. I'm working ten hours a day on the weekends, sometimes twelve. So normally I wouldn't have worked weekends. You know, a few six eight months ago, I wouldn't have worked weekends. Um, I was just working Monday through Friday, but then I started to notice that my market was busier on the weekends the last few months. So with football starting, so I started transitioning to focusing more on working my long hours on the weekends. Okay. So, but still the fact that you've had to change that much. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I was telling, I think you were, you were out for a second, but I was saying to Hector that I'm not a big fan of the, cause a lot of people have and to each his own, but for safety reasons, I don't like it when people are modifying the hours. Uh-huh. You know, if you're, if you were working 40 and now you're working 80, yeah. you know, if you're working 60, now you're working a hundred, you're uh-huh. in that danger zone. You're part of the reason why not you, but, the, that that makes part of the reason why it's one of the 10 most dangerous professions. 100%. So, you know, I would say take it easy, you know. And by the way, um, actually, one of the people who ever, one of the companies that advertise on this podcast is Monster. Monster, don't go anywhere near Matt. He loves it. He loves <laughs> And if that means you don't want to plug my channel anymore, at least I just gave you a plug, Monster Energy Drinks. But, guys, they are not good for you. Mm-hmm. I get harassed by these two. These two harass me twenty four seven. We care every about morning. You, every they morning, really, they really are that bad for you, bro. 
Yeah. Like I know people who in the bar industry who developed, and I mean, part of it was probably drinking too, but a lot of it really was this stuff because it's just so bad, but they got like stomach ulcers uh-huh. and things yeah. like perforated gastric holes in their stomach. And Well, one thing you'd be happy to know, Steve, is I started drinking BCAs in the morning instead. Um, I, today, today I drank monster. <laughs> am I, am I supposed to be I impressed? Stopped, well, no, because I, <laughs> yeah, like, I stopped drinking them like first thing in the morning. So look, like, I'm proud of you for your thousand subs. I'm not proud yeah. of you for that. <laughs> Let's cut the crap already. So, okay. We're going to talk about the podcast here, but I, I did do a live with Lou and Mary Long Island dash experience. Lou had I a great, that. had a great comment thought and i wanted to put this out there to you guys and see what you guys thought of it do you think that right now because doordash order volumes down 20 percent across the country um they are trying to make that not look like 20 percent by raising again the food menu prices the service fees the delivery fees and now this stupid new tip your driver last screen which i honestly believe with time will hurt them will lose not will hurt the drivers it will but it'll hurt the drivers because i honestly believe they'll lose customers yeah that's what i believe um but so either that or before the end of this month all of that will go away and it was just to make them look like they love their drivers for a second in the pr um but lou mentioned that you know he goes here's part of the problem and i couldn't believe he, he like just i mean this was pretty, pretty blatant he just said Look, here's what needs to happen. Anybody who uses food delivery apps needs to stop tonight. Delete the app. Stop using it. He goes, you can't afford it. And we got into this whole thing where he was like, look, in 2020, everybody, you didn't have to get PUA. You were getting stimulus checks. You were getting this. You were getting that. People were living at a new level and we could, and we couldn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, hell for a whole year you couldn't even go to a movie theater yep you know what i mean like and i mean you wouldn't want to because we were all so confused you know we all handled it differently how we handled it but um but everything was shut down i mean even what was open was so weird you know like social remember social i, I haven't even said that word in a while social distancing, social distancing yeah also <laughs> oh let's not go oh, uh, you know but i mean like all this stuff is crazy man like like we were doing all that that really screwed all of us up things were closed so not only was ordering food something you could do because you had stimulus money, but it was almost like, if you remember, they were releasing theater movies at home on Fandango and stuff. Uh-huh. So you could watch a premiere at home and you could order food. So this became like, what is a luxury now became not a necessity, but affordable. And his theory was that over the years, as they've increased the prices... And as more things have started opening, that people who are using the apps, he said, in his opinion, most people, most people, more than half, he said, that are using the apps cannot afford these apps at all. Yep. Yep. And so I'm wondering if that's another layer of this onion that like, okay, the volume's down. We're like we said, look at everybody views things different. We're in a recession. There's inflation. Things are tight. Holidays are coming up. We expect this to be the busy season. Instead, everybody's pinching their pennies. Um, so can things change and will they flip here? Probably. I mean, dude, like I've never seen it be dead between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I mean, that's just things are going to pick up then. But I know we all know how January looks and not even on a market to market. January is just 
Look, if you can vacation, do it in January. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Straight up, dude. Cheapest deals, best best times to travel. And if you can't afford to travel, at least don't sit on the apps for 80 hours a week to make $15. Take a staycation and take two weeks off the apps. In fact, I've like had challenges with myself and they're difficult. But, you know, like when I go up snowboarding for the weekend, I have to bring some phones and things, but and I have to have a beacon and things like that. But I try and stay device free up in the mountains. Uh-huh. it's tough and it gets tougher and tougher and tougher every year, especially like when we're done and stuff, I just start one of checking things. It's like, uh-huh. you know, it's, it's sad, but it's true. But, um, but do you guys agree with that? Do you think that, and do you think that in, if things don't start turning around that more and more people are going to wake up and go, dude, I can't afford this. Cause really like his point was a lot of people can't afford it, but they're still doing it. Uh-huh. And, I think he was he was kind of alluding at, but at some point they have to wake up. At some point their credit card's going to call and say, "Dude, quit charging things. You ain't got no more credit." Well, I think with my with what I think is, I mean, everybody has their own opinion, but uh, a lot of people forget that this is a luxury. Uh, it's not a necessity. But if it's uh-huh. a luxury, and I know his numbers were off. These were the total numbers of forever. But when Tony Shu interviewed with um, with Harry, um, uh-huh. he said there were 13 million dashers in the United States. There are 170, 78 million people working in the United States. He said that 13 million were DoorDashers. <laughs> that means 8% of the U.S. was doing right. DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> which I find hard to believe, but okay. So here's the thing. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have it oversaturated at that level though, and you're not getting as many orders and you're trying to find ways to, to even like not have a second set of books, but skew them a bit uh-huh. um, is to like increase prices and make it look like, well, we still made this, even though you really had to jack some prices on the customers and hurt the drivers. Um, but I mean, like I've, you know, I agree with Lou on a lot of this. Like this one, some every once in a while I get thrown like a brain bender. And that one took me a little bit because I'm like, you know, I do. I mean, like rideshare will stay a necessity. People need that. Um, last mile services, I think that I think there's too many in the space right now, and it'll get thinned out. Like I'm in a dog on one here. Bungie is the worst app in the world. Period. Don't ever sign up for Bungie. And I tell everybody, sign up in your market, even if I don't like it, because it might be good in your market. I'm going to say for the first time ever, don't use Bungie. Don't suck. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, That's a crazy statement, man. I mean, I'll tell you this, though. I'll tell you this, Steve. I think one thing we're not talking about here, and I would love to bring this up with you. It's the access to the money that's on DoorDash. For example, you know that app that's called Carlina? or Carlo, whatever it's called, where you could break down your payments into four? Klarna. Carlo. Oh, yeah, okay, whatever. okay. Klarna. Yeah, uh-huh. You could do that on DoorDash. Did you know that? You don't need no credit card. So somebody can order $70 worth of food, break down their payments, and get it uh, taken out of their debit card every two weeks, and all they have to put down is $17. Wait, so, pe- <laughs> yeah. so people are time it, sh- people are time-sharing their dinners? <laughs> Yeah. What the hell? I'll give you one better. I'll give you one better. You know who was the first one to start that? You know who's the first one to start that? Instacart. Instacart was the first one to start that. You weren't allowed to do this on DoorDash. Instacart was the first one where people would order groceries and you break down your payments into four. There's no credit check. 
All you need is a debit card. They pull it out of your thing every two weeks, and that's it. All you need to do is put the first payment up front, which what, for $200, $50. You guys pay attention to what you're doing. We're not in those stimulus check times anymore. And for those who are, I mean, I remember there being rumors about even not long ago, because my son is in high school, this is his last year. I remember hearing a bunch of rumors on groups and stuff. They're, they're going to be masking by second month. And I was like, we're so past that. What are you talking about, dude? But they got people a little bit in fear again. You know, it's like mm -hmm. if I think people that got in fear also started thinking, oh, dude, that means stimulus checks. Like, dude, don't start thinking that way. We're not going to yeah. have a new pandemic every three years and you're going to get stimulus checks. That's even, even another <laughs> pandemic. And watch these stimulus checks are not going to be just thrown at you like they were. You know, I mean, I don't know how they'll handle They won't be able to shut down, though, is the problem. And I think I no. actually am an advocate that we shouldn't have. I understand there were hot spots and things that at times might have needed to break. But I'm a believer in the herd mentality. No. no. And like, I think that like, you know, you all kind of like if you live in India, you don't get sick often. If I go visit India, I've traveled the world for the laser company. I'm not just picking on India, but if I go to India, I'll get sick in about usually 24 hours. Yeah, because there's so yeah. many things my body is, has no not idea what they are. Uh -huh. Like, what the hell is this? And I just throw up or something. IBS. <laughs> yeah. IBS is a mother flower. <laughs> I mean, you know, or major yo. sweats or whatever. I mean, like, yo, it's just, yo, it's just yo, crazy. Yo. But, um, so, I'm going to have to send you guys an email about turning to the audio pass. We are going to talk about your audio pod or the podcast on YouTube. If we have time, I'll plant a couple seeds, but I'll send you guys like just a layout on how to do it real easy, but we're going to have to have you guys back. Cause honestly, the first like 30 minutes we were just chatting and I've, I probably, you know, I've, I'm always in the chats or they're in mine and we've never all talked before. So you guys are going to just have to deal with a follow-up, but we'll do it in like January. After these guys get this podcast Ooh, going a little, oh, I like that. Yeah, and we'll see their audio podcast too, because I better see it on Spotify before the year ends. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. should be on Spotify, yeah, man. I mean, you should. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, once I mean, just like I said, we help us, you know, kind of guide us in the way we need to go, and I mean, the rest is going to be just us doing it. So uh, here's where I want to bring this podcast together. So I know you two haven't known each other the longest time, um, but I know you guys had a quick. Like crazy friendship bond. Immediately. Yeah. Um, I know Hector's looking like I didn't. <laughs> he fell in love with me. I didn't fall in love. Whatever. Wow. But like, so Matt, so Matt, you were already doing your channel. Yeah. Hector, you were on YouTube, but you didn't. You weren't doing gig topics. Were you thinking that I want to do something on YouTube, but I don't know what it is, and it's not what all these other people are doing? Or did did you two, after knowing each other, decide? Let's do a podcast. Steve, I'm going to be as transparent with you as possible. I appreciate you're it. One of the, you're one of the limited. <laughs> I don't talk about this as much. So at the time before I met Matt, I was dealing with a lot of personal issues that put me into a very dark place. And I lost myself. Right. Decided one day to get many, out of it. Many of us did over the past yeah. few years. So don't... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's real personal. Matt knows. Only a few people know about it. And, and it's still going on to this very day. Um, I always thought about it in the back of my mind. I would go on uh, certain uh, stream yards. I'd be really drunk and I would just talk a lot of smack and people would be like, Hector, you need to be on YouTube and you're hilarious. 
I'm like, yo, you're just lying. And I don't even remember what the hell I talked about the next day. I'm was like, it like, oh, was, it was like Flex's lounge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I've been, yeah. Flex was the first guy I met when I came to YouTube, by the way, you guys. He opened, welcomed me with open arms because I was with Para. He knew that and he was promoting the crap out of Para at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so we bonded immediately. That's his pre, way pre-lounge. So I love Flex. So moving on. And then uh, you know, we uh we actually uh met on Gig Wars. Um I was on the panel and I was in there in and out. So I finally got out of that, you know, dark place and I started, you know, getting into myself and I started going on Flex's Lounge. I went on uh the Gig Wars panel and that's where I met Matt. And Matt was like, Yo, you're mad cool. I need to do something with you, man. This guy's awesome, man. You sound so just like him. You guys, email. What's your email? And then I was like, you know what? He he reminds me. He reminds me of the white version of me. So I was like, yo, definitely gotta do something with you. Uh, so yeah, so uh, that's what I say to Gary Middleton. He reminds yeah. me of the white version of me. <laughs> and then I was like, yo, bro, you know, you know, we exchanged phone numbers and then we was just literally just chopping it up. I think we talked for an hour and then I went on his stream yard. He was doing the mukbang for the uh, the ghost pepper wings, I think it was for Popeye's. Uh -huh. Yeah. And uh, it was an epic fail because it wasn't even that spicy and didn't even like the flavor. But anyways, I came on, we chopped it up for an hour and a half. And then the next day we talked and we just... No lot of you. We just talked for like six hours straight, and we was like that for like a month. And, and we just, so you, it up, just so the listeners up. all know too, if you're wondering, like, wait, how I actually like involve, like, how well am I involved? How well do I know their podcast? I have this. This is rare. I've not missed one. Yeah, we're not even in replay. I've been in every one live. I've had to leave a couple, maybe elite, I arrived 10 minutes late or left right, right. 15 early, but I and I'm there for the majority of it. I don't do that with many live streams. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. I, yeah, I know I'm really entertaining. I know, and I mean, this and this is you guys. What was what was this last weekend's episode seven or eight? Uh, this was oh. episode eight. Yeah. Okay, so you guys are you guys aren't even at ten episodes yet, and you've already got my attention. That's pretty good. Again, why you need to be on audio podcasts, and I will we'll keep shoving this down your brain. I'll even I'll show you the map to do it for free. It's easy. Uh -huh. um, like I told Pedro about it, and he was like, "Look, if you'll do it for me, that's cool. I'll do it." Nah. <laughs> and it would Typical it would Pedro no, response. but literally when I'm doing mine, <laughs> when I'm doing mine, it would literally take me five minutes to do his. Like, oh my god but i'm just like no dude i'll show you yeah like yeah <laughs> like if you're gonna do it for me no it's, he said you know you. he said you know i'm technically challenged and i was like dude even you can do this this is yeah. easier than turning your phone on <laughs> yeah pedro's been technically uh technically like what challenged. challenged for like three years now stop it pedro you, you know what you yeah do. stop yeah. it <laughs> i think it's not even that he's technically challenged in my book it's that he and this is impressive. Pedro built his channel off an iPhone. That's what I've done. Crazy. That's what I did. That's crazy. I mean, it's like, you know, thing. like I was doing an audio podcast, so I got a better mic. I did this, that. I kind of was upgrading some equipment. I had the website. Then I came to YouTube. I was doing work with Para. So I didn't, I kind of have upped my game, but I haven't thrown in like, you know, tons. But I mean, like, I've always been off computers with lives and whatnot. And so I didn't even know when I was watching because he was always using iPhones, which have great cameras. But it's tough to be doing iMovie edits. And I know he doesn't do a lot of edit, 
But at the same time, he understands that. So he gets it. He just never was on a computer too. That whole time he was just on a phone. So he's like, I just, I don't think he's challenged. I think he just knows phones. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, he does it very smart. He's a, he knows oh, how yeah. to um, bring up the right topics and he knows how to articulate himself very well. I, I can't oh, yeah. because my entertainment is just cursing. Yeah. You yeah. heard it you and know. cracking jokes at Matt. That's my, he, entertainment. he, <laughs> he is the, he is the Puerto Rican Tony Robbins, baby. He's the real yeah, deal. Yeah. <laughs> I call him the most calmest Puerto Rican in the gig economy, but he, he doesn't agree with me. <laughs> One of the girls I do backcountry snowboarding with. So I'm, I'm, 51 she's 53 looks better than most of the people most of the girls that are 30 that i know and um she's puerto rican she just absolutely rips it so i mean just to those that always dog on me no there's a, a girl that i ride with who's two years older than me who rips it with me all the time so age has nothing to do with it guys yeah no it's true yeah you, you know, know it's your diet i mean you guys were talking about diet and all that it's it's how you live yeah, because you can too. you can be just a, a trash pile by thirty. We uh, we all have a friend Bobby. He's he's turned he's really turning his life around right now. So uh -huh. um, yeah, kudos to kudos to Bobby. Um, but about nobody, it's called nobody's favorite podcast. For those that want to know, yes, audio podcast listeners, you cannot go find this yet because they are not on audio podcasts. <laughs> you know what the heck, guys? Literally. Like this should have been out of the gate. This is why I was trying to talk to Matt before you, when you announced you were going to do it. I said, you should talk to me first. Cause I was thinking from episode one, you should do it. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, it's still, you guys are still way early enough where you uh -huh. could do like pick a day that you're going to drop it. So you guys record it on Saturday night. You could drop it every on audio every Sunday morning, but you could spend like, you could download once you create an account, you could for eight days in a row, upload the first eight you've done. And then get into okay. a groove because it does like just like algorithms do, they do okay. like a groove. So if you draw and if you schedule drop, because you could just download it on Saturday night after you do it, and then you could, um, or is it Friday normally, or is it always it's Saturday? normally Friday? But yeah, okay, yeah, okay, Saturday, I thought I got confused better, there, but yeah, one of the one of the two anyway, they're, get, they're getting it worked out, but whatever it is, whatever you come fixed on, do it the next morning. It takes just minutes after you're done from streamer to download the audio. You have it. You don't need to do any editing. Just upload it right to Red Circle. And there it is. But upload eight in a row and then pick your day and then just start dropping on that same day as a scheduled. Um, and then there's ways to keep adding more distributions. Like when you start with Red Circle, you'll get you'll be able to for free be able to distribute distribute to Apple. That'll take about a month. You'll be able to distribute to Spotify. That'll take about a week and you'll be on Spotify um pandora some other ones amazon music um so it's a missed opportunity you guys are making the content and you're not putting it out and i always talk about multiple streams of income yeah, so you right, guys right, are right. like you're missing out because if it blows up like it should half blows up even becomes some real something bit of one of your streams of income you want to be getting it from other places too because you made it why not get it from the audio side too and allow the audio listeners to hear it uh-huh but um, what when you guys first talked about it and if this was like an elevator pitch as we kind of wrap this up here, and I know we ran over guys, but it was worth it. Um, <laughs> um, but what was the intent? I mean, did you guys say like, I know you both have a love for cars. Did you say, let's, let's kind of try and talk about cars. Hey, let's not talk about politics. Hey, let's not make sure we don't talk about gig economy 
or let's pick a subject each week. What was like the, the design, even if it's not being followed? I'm just curious. Go ahead. Matt, you can, nah, you got to answer that. That was, you know, this is, this is all you. Uh, all you. right. So when we first started, uh, cause I'm a big organization person. Like I'm like, I like yeah, organized. organized. I like everything to the T. Like I like to stay on topic. Like, I'm just I'm you, you super flip light switches off three times and stuff. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not that. Bad. But like, but like, I think the reason why I'm like that is because I've been making content. So like, I, I want everything perfect. Um, so like, but Hector's more of like, he's more off the cuff. So it's like, uh, all right, I need, I need this. We have to find a balance between each other. So the first episode, actually, it was like, what, the first two episodes? We just was like, we're just going to go kind of, we're going to kind of just go off the cuff and just kind of feel off Wing each it. other. Yeah. And the first episode, we actually had some people, like, a couple people said, like, you know, there was times where we talk over each other and this and that. And that's where we're still, like, learning, you know, each other's pause points and stuff like that. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, after that, it turned more into where we we realized after we talked a lot about it. Um Cause after every episode we would talk for like what, 20 minutes after every episode right after. Yeah. And we would mm -hmm. say, okay, how do you think that went? And then we're like, Oh, we need to get a lot better. We need to do better. Um, so then it's like, okay, we need more structure. So uh, third episode, I started doing talking points where we would have all these things of like, I would do like six to seven topic points. And uh, yeah, I mean, you can go from there. Yeah, I mean, we did that, and uh, we, we just started organizing better. I, I think, uh, yo, just like Matt said, when we first started, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, I think we were just really excited to just get this going. I, yeah, I we, were. we were. I mean, was it was it like, was it, because I mean, I, I love these kind of stories, and I've been to podcast events where I meet all kinds of podcasters who came into this so many different ways, and some of them do some of the weirdest podcasts I've ever seen. I'm like... Is there a call for that? And they're like, I make like a hundred thousand a year. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, you must be the only person doing one on this. <clears throat> so um, <clears throat> is it like you guys come up with, or when you were thinking like, let's, Hey, we're having these conversations on the phone. Let's just do it live. That's, 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 that's what it was. Or yeah, was it some of the, was. was it also compounded with some of the drama on YouTube? I mean, it seemed like a real tipping point, like when you guys were like, no. this dude, we're and, 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 this. and I think we were, so I'm going to explain to you, I'm going to be really honest. One of the main reasons why we started doing the podcast, because it was very, it was too much drama in the gig economy. That's, I mean, that's kind of what I, if I said yeah, it wrong, that's what I was trying yeah, to get yeah, at. Yeah, you can't, yeah. for me, you came along at the right time. Yeah. The glitch gauge, the glitch, glitch. Gate, whatever gate. you want to call it yeah that really destroyed the whole thing I, I feel like you know everything just started getting toxic pointing fingers arguing you know people talking about doxing people i'm gonna come at you and stuff like see, that. i'm like you guys i just ignore and and right. i'll be honest if i need to i block <laughs> i well, don't care yeah i don't care look I, do. I warn people and everybody knows but i block i i will block you i i have no qualm about it because I don't even want to see when other people are tagging my name in their videos that have nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm not talking absolutely. about one specific guy that we all know. I'm talking about many. It's funny that you said that because today I finally had my first time one of my videos has been clipped. And I actually had to block the person from like hide them from my channel after they already took my clip and everything from my live today. Um, 
So that's something I've never had to deal with. You know, they'll still mean? be able to get your clips. But it's but what I'm saying is like I shouldn't have to deal with that. You know what I mean? So it's what did like, they do with your clip though? He made a video about it. Uh and basically it had nothing to do with me, had nothing to do with Hector, had nothing to do with Bobby. Uh it just had to deal with two people that were on my panel that were discussing something that happened with like a war. And uh like he, who was gonna make the most money in one day. Yeah, and he Are you talking about one of the real wars going on or a gig war? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was okay. between it was between yeah. two people. Uh actually it was with Sessie. And uh it was a Grubhub war and between her and George and I don't even want to say the guy's name, but uh yeah, it's it's but, taboo here. Yeah. And so, I don't edit these, so I'd be pissed if you did because it would yeah. it would be on here for life. But he uh he went and talked to George and interviewed George. So then he went and clipped my whole segment that happened during my live um, and made a video about it. And I just got sent by, to me by three different people, like right before my audio, my Wi-Fi cut out. So you know, I've, I've, but I, I've got to tell you, it. I've been through I this so many it. times. I, I handled it. We, I handled it so much different the first few times. Now, I mean, the fat, the quicker you get to, I don't care, the better. Yeah. Forget about them. These are people who look at, I know these people. What they do is they target people that they think they can get to engage them. Uh -huh. they, they say things like, come on my show, but really they're looking for you to turn them down and to turn it into a fight or to yeah. do this and to even acknowledge them. And they feed off that. But once you don't, once you block them and if they do try and reach out in any way, you just don't even acknowledge. Yeah. They turn on each other every time because yeah. once they can't feed on others, they will turn on each other. I've seen it many times. Uh -huh. You know, like these groups of people who are like just out to get people, make up lies. I think we all know a bunch of channels that just straight up lie. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm with no, but with no reason behind it either. Just nothing there. Um, but yeah. So the podcast moving forward. Is it? Like mine is a dedicated time. Clearly, you can't tell that tonight. We're going to be wrapping it up here in a few minutes. But mine, mine runs like sixty to seventy minutes with the with the intro outro. That's <clears throat> that's my goal. I used to do two hours, fifty five, forty five minutes, two and a half. I like they were so all over the board. I did find with some consistency with some with some better things like having a cutoff. So I don't know. I mean, are you guys shooting for a time? Because like this week I had to go to bed. <laughs> you guys were like, I mean, you know, I was very into it too, but it was like two hours in. Um, we well, when we first started this, the whole thing was we would like pretty much was like you. It was like we wanted to do like an hour. Um, because we are in different time zones. And mm -hmm. when I was when I was noticing the best retention on a lot of podcasts, like and gig stuff. It was 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So for Hector, that would be 9 p.m. So I'm like, but for me, I'm like, I'm 34. And like, you know, I want to be in bed by like nine. So I'm like, I'm like, uh, I just want to make sure that it's going to work. I don't want to go too early. I don't want to go too late. But so we just started doing it at 10. I'm like, let's just do an hour. Well, then a couple episodes have went. Well, I think one episode even went three hours uh, when we had people on our panel. And, uh, but the last episode, we kind of was like, we, we, we both had topics we wanted to ask questions about with Tehran. Um, and our, our kind of point was like two hours. So that's why we started at eight and we wanted to end by 10. 
Um, but as far as like really having when it's just the two of us kind of doing everything, it's, I would say about an hour, hour and a half tops. Okay. We're going to have to do a reconvene in January because I really do want to see how this goes. And I want to, I'll help you guys even get on red circle and do this because it's so easy, but I do have to ask one last question and I'm going to ask it to Hector first because I feel like it'll get a better answer out of Matt. <coughs> Hector. What is your one favorite trait about Matt? And what is your least favorite trait about Matt? Be brutally honest. Yeah, I'll start with the worst one first. Oh my, oh my, Wi-Fi quit working. Oh yeah, you're glitching uh, out, huh? I'm just kidding. His worst trait is, uh, I don't know. And now I'm starting to think about it. I can't really say, man. You, you, everything about you is cool. I'm not gonna lie to you. You, you, you know, you're a good awesome. kid. But I would say if I had to pick one, brother, do me a favor. Save your fucking money, please. Save it. Come on. Save your fucking money. That's all I gotta say. You know. And uh, the one good trait about him is that the man hustles his ass off just like me. But I will tell you this though, Steve. He's been clowning me for since I met him. For the past two years, I'm probably the only gig worker that does not work on weekends. I don't usually either. I'll take some random I stuff. I, 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 but... And he's clowned me for that. He's clowned me for that. Recently, like, I have because I yeah. switched. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, see, yeah. but I I get up at four thirty in the morning to do five a.m. curries. I usually am home by noon with what most people make in a day or more like so if i get to a certain point by friday i have so many other things going on with para and whatnot that i can't i also like to be weekends off i don't like being out on the road with everybody else but i do work on the weekends it's just not gig work yeah but that's gonna have a great time with me go ahead buddy i already know i already yeah. know what you're gonna say let's go uh let's see uh i wish you guys were hooked up to lie detectors right now worst the worst <laughs> thing that i wish hector would fix his fucking hairline uh it disappeared what it's happened? not even his hair it's not even his hairline it's his hair so i don't know why people, he people bust his audio, balls so bad about people it people on the audio let's you have no right idea now. what i'm talking about and i'm sorry but my man looks like cruella deville he d no dude yes bro he is he is cruella's brother look at Look at just he's got a great face. You know, you know what? You know what? what? I'm gonna blow your mind here because I think if it grew out just a little more with the I have grays too. Okay. Guess what? If he grew it out just a little more, it's actually like a eight year ago George Clooney look. Yo, I told you. No, he said that. He said what? Like episode two. I'm your the George name Clooney was of the Dominican George Clooney. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I, I honestly not. swear I, I didn't hear it, even though I watched episodes. <laughs> I had not ever heard yeah. that. But yeah. I was just saying, like, it, it looks funny. like if it grew out a little bit, like eight years ago, that's what his hair looked like. Same coloring. Mm -hmm. Now it's all gray, George Clooney, but, you know. Uh, But no, the one thing that I love about Hector is that even if I'm, like, even if he sees it, I'm going through something or something like that, he's he's been there for me from thick and thin. Um, he knows more about me than people know that have known me for 10, 15 years. Um, I know, I know those relationships. Person. That's why I'm like super proud of you guys for having one of those because they're rare. Friends are easy to make, uh -huh. but like ones that like you, you might've had a friend since 25, 30 years. 
Um, and maybe they're still a really good friend. Maybe they're just kind of in passing. Maybe you barely talk to them. Maybe they're your best friend. But sometimes you meet somebody who within under a year even, you can like just be like, dude, I'm closer with this person than anybody. So those yeah, people are rare. They come along once in a while. We're talking about making a trip to Houston. Yeah. So January. But the funny part is, is that he thinks I'm going to open the door for him and I'm not. <laughs> the, you know, you can go to, if you wait till May, you can go to, and I can plug this too. You can go to um, uh, Delivery TV. If you guys know Luis, um, Luis is a friend of mine. He is doing a Spanish gig con in Houston on May 17th. I'm in trouble. He rented a, he rented a venue. No. And I was like, I was, we had Louis on Louis on the para uh, round t- or on the para discussion. That's and you. He he said uh, no, but I said I dude, I'm not even like you'd be surprised because I grew up in Michigan where it was a lot more black white, not as many Hispanics out here in Colorado. It's tons. Of, I have lo- so many Hispanic friends, as many as 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 non Hispanic. I mean, right. that's probably my the most type of friends I have out here, um, but. Uh, yeah, Luis, uh, I, I told him, I don't know Spanish. And he's like, I'm like, do the people, are a lot of the people there bilingual? He goes, he goes, mm, some, but not a lot. He's like, but there's, yeah. there'll be a lot, lot drinking. <laughs> I said, ah, all right, so it doesn't matter. I can point and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Mio. 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 All you got to say is, Mio. Mio. That's it. That's yeah. it. Good. You're okay. And all you say is gracias. That's it. But that's you a big deal. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with GigCon, like he already has a, a room rented with 1,200 people. He's almost sold it out. There's a lot of Spanish people. He in rented a 500-person room wow. and had to get a bigger room in a week. Can I be honest with you? If I were to take a guess of the people, by the way, I work in Houston. If I were to take a, a guess of the percentage of how many people work in Houston, they're Spanish, it's probably over 70%. Right. workers. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of them, if you've ever, I don't know if you guys have watched, I mean, he has more subs than Pedro. Yeah. Well, I mean, his channel, his channel's huge, but it's, yeah. it's Hispanic. It's all Hispanic. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost like if you go to a live of his, I, I know Luis well, but if you go to a live of his, like for me, it's night, sometimes I'll just say, Hey Luis, just, just saying, Hey, just so he doesn't even feel like he needs to address it. And he'll still be like, Oh, Steve. Oh, you know, but then he just moves on. Cause he knows I know, and I'm not going to like make him have English conversation. He's got yeah. 200, 300 people in there all asking Spanish questions. You know, it's like, I don't want to screw it. I don't want to screw around with what they're trying to take in, uh-huh. you know? So, but um, oh, so it's not like I don't feel it. welcome. I'm just saying that like, I'm not, gonna jump in there even though he's bilingual he was making uh-huh. it so like yeah a lot of the people are not uh-huh. steve i'll make a deal with you if you go i will go with you and i will teach you everywhere possible i'll be right next to your side bro. i'll teach you everything <laughs> you'll be you'll telling no me you me. just called your mama <laughs> i'm drinking i'm like I'm <laughs> He's like, I have no idea what you're saying. Like, yeah, I actually know Spanish really well. Actually, <laughs> I said my man Steve is gonna be right next to me, and I'm gonna teach him Spanish. That's what oh. we do. Yeah, there you go. You <laughs> said, did you just say Matt used Google Translate? <laughs> oh, you don't, don't like do, that. do that. He was no, doing fine. that. Do not trigger this guy. He was putting everyone. I gotta tell you, from somebody Google that Translate. does world travel and has for lasers and production, 
people don't appreciate that shit. Yeah. Like if you're like, oh, I got Google Translate, like they're like, dude, fuck off. Like, <laughs> you know where I hear that a lot? My girlfriend, she loves, you know, the TLC channel, 90 Day Fiance. And I'm telling you, there are couples that all they talk to to each other is on their phones, bro. They're, they're just translating from one to another to another. They're not even saying a word. They're just Google translating from one to another. It's ridiculous, bro. It's ridiculous. That's crazy. You guys, I could pull a five-hour podcast with you. So we're going to have to do another <laughs> one in January. And I think that I think that's good because I first just wanted to have you guys in here. Um, and again, guys, go check out their podcast. I know only a portion of the audio podcast listeners are on YouTube, but I think very likely we'll be premiering this on YouTube as well. So if you're watching it on YouTube, definitely check them out. Check out Matt's channel. No giggity, no clout. Um, and he just hit a K today, but hey, he still needs more subs. So it doesn't mean like, oh, he hit it. I don't need to sub. Go sub. Subbing's free. Liking's free. But also make sure to go over to their no, Nobody's Favorite Podcast and give it some likes, some love. Yeah. What did you say our goal January? 100 subs by January? That was our goal? I, I said. I, I, I was in my head. I hadn't looked at a date, but I was thinking eight to 10 weeks. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was saying... So our sub count right now is what, 70, 72, something it's, like that? Yeah, uh, well, when the stream started the other night, we were at like, what, 55? Yeah. So that's a lot of, to Steve, you know, we appreciate that. Yeah, we do, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was thinking about maybe we could hit 100 by Christmas. I told yep. him there was a possibility when we first started this. He didn't believe me. I was like, we might. There's a possibility, you know? Maybe, See, I think, uh, I think a lot of people who, 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 like, when I say, hey, you should check this out. I don't do it every day. In fact, it's very rare. I used to do it a decent amount, but I learned that there were a lot of people who will stab you in the back or this, that, and the other, and they're not what they appear. Um, things I already knew, but I was seeing how bad it was in certain areas. So I stopped doing it, but every once in a while I do it for somebody. And so when I do, I feel like the audience really takes to that. Like, wait, he doesn't do this anymore. So if he's saying it, and I am saying that about this, go check out their podcast. I mean, they're, you know, they're still in their infancy. And they've already got the groove. I'm in, I'm I'm super interested to see where you are in January, and what the format is, and if and if it's still just who knows, or if it's got like some more definition, or this is how it goes, or um, you know, like me, I don't often go over, but I couldn't not tonight. I mean, there was just too much. But I'm when we have you guys back, we will dive into the podcast. We will dive into. Uh, you know, probably a little bit of where gig works at too, but I'll be very interested to see where the podcast is at. Cause I think by then, you know, I, I don't want to go over crazy and say a thousand, but I, I would think you'd be at least at 500 subs in 10 weeks. I would have to do, you have a, have you have good community. Stuff, right? It's look, when you have trashy community people promoing you, it ain't going to help. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? But like you have me and other people who are good in the community so you're getting real followers too, not those types who sub and then unsub because they don't want to see you in their feed. And they're just like, I don't care about that guy. Yeah. Like the people who, at least that I can say that I send you or that maybe Pedro or some whoever it might be might send you. Those are going to be real followers. So I'm, if I'm telling people to listen to it, you don't, you don't have to sub to them, but at least go give them a like or a dislike. Even dislikes help. Sadly, <laughs> if, you're, if you're not, if you're not going to sub and you don't like it, don't walk in and you're, and you're like, I'm not even going to like it. At least dislike it then. Yeah. It helps Show in the, the algorithm, love. believe it or not. Yeah, it does. 
It doesn't care if it's a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Yeah. You know? I mean, they know you guys know about YouTube. I have no idea. Yeah. I only have four. You, to be honest, I got nobody. If you have a hundred percent thumbs up on every video, like I do have some videos that are hundred percent thumb, thumbs up. But if you get it on every video with a lot of views, you're doing something wrong. Because some people should be going, screw that. I don't like what you're saying. I don't... <laughs> you're right. I'm not talking about trolls, but some if, if everybody's just agreeing with you, you're not outreaching enough. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're only concentrating on a subsection where you want it to be more generalized than anything, right? That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, you want sides from, you want opinions from both sides. Yeah, I get it. So um, words of wisdom or what... How, Plug, plug uh, Hector, you plug the, the podcast and then Matt, plug your channel and then I'm going to sign us out of here. So plug it to us. Nobody's favorite podcast, because I will tell you this right now. Nobody knows what our favorite podcast is going to be next. Boom. Boom. I do. It's mine. Oh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Mr. One, one K, what do you got? Uh, basically I just want to say thanks for this interview. First yeah, of all, of course, uh, we, we, we really appreciate thank you for it. Coming on. Yeah, thank um, you. it's, it wasn't even really more about, you know, my channel more than I wanted to do this for our channel. Uh, because like I said, I've, I've done the work on my channel. So, I mean, that's why I, I was know. saying, that's why we were talking about beforehand. Like, this is a perfect storm. It's just going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I get so, it. I get it. But, uh, th- yeah, I mean, you know, the, the main thing is I want, I want to get Hector to where he can, you know, soon make his own channel. So, you know, this is one way for him to do it. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad. I ha- I don't know why. Maybe it's just all the talk I've heard you saying about it. Mm-hmm. I know you guys both love cars, but I feel like Hector loves cars a little more. Just to be honest. Oh, of course I do. <laughs> My man over here, he got a like, dude. His, his dad is it your dad or your uncle's in it? Like I, I don't know. I just have a I I, I go with my gut. My gut's strong. It's solid. Head. It's, it doesn't turn me wrong. I'm just telling you, man. I fix all my own stuff. Hector, you fix it right now. Hold on. Yeah, exactly. 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 I'm a rain on your parade, my guy. Yeah, not happening. But I could. But my point is, I could see maybe a podcast from Hector. You guys do your thing together. You're doing your gig one. I could see his not being gig and maybe being car oriented or something. Actually, hot take. I gave him and Bobby a channel idea earlier that was phenomenal. Uh, I gave them the idea that they could do a channel where they are more like a. a sports uh, analysis channel because they both are very sports and uh, knowledgeable in sports and they feed off of each other very well. They're both smart asses and they both are just very knowledgeable in sports. So that banter in sports is very good. And I know I would watch it. Like, so I, I was like, you guys could literally have a game on the middle of the screen. Like not, of course you don't want to show the actual game, but you would have like the sports ticker and you guys are on one side of it each and you guys are talking while you're watching the game you know what i mean like and you guys are basically commentating the game right and and they was like oh my god that'd be such a good like heck you even said you thought it'd be a good idea right yeah i could do it because you know bobby's boring nobody wants to listen to him so i'm you know i'd be obviously the logical choice and everybody would be more entertained to me i'm just saying that's just me you know if if you guys are really interested too um if you ever want to, or if you and Bobby ever got serious, Hector, and really did think that was a thing. Um, I've had uh, Mike Biseglia on the podcast twice. 
Uh, Mike Biseglia, does, he was during the pandemic doing a little bit of gig work, but he is the um, he is the podcast. He is the audio podcaster for ESPN NBA for New York and New Jersey. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. like, I could, I like you know, that. he he also does a podcast called uh, Mike Delivers, and it used to be about like during the pandemic delivering. Now it's about him and his wife. Um, because she has a full-time job. He's a podcaster doing this full-time for ESPN, but he, he, they still do it, but now it's, they go out to like fast food too. It's weird. They go out to these crazy places and they get like weird things. They're like, what do you think about? And they review like McDonald's fries. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I mean, like you'd think it wouldn't be like, it's hilarious. They're like half hour episodes and they're like just destroying these, like you'd expect better food. And they're like going to these crap joints. Right. Let's, you know, go get 10 hot and spicies from McDonald's. Let's review these. <laughs> Matt loves that. Matt loves that. Matt loves. My son is 17 and loves those. My, 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 man, my man over here, Matt, loves to put a bunch of GMO inside his body and put a mukbang about eating McDonald's freaking nuggets and then chase it with a monster. I ate 62, and it wasn't a monster. It was a beer, but whatever. You got a liver made of iron, bro. I'd freaking pass out after two. That's it. Done. Yeah. I can, I, I, we don't even have the time tonight, but I could honestly see Hector doing a a multitude of things. I could see you doing health, Uh mental health, eating health. I mean, even last, the last podcast you you guys were talking about, health and i believe in that too like what you, oh, yeah, what you are is what you eat. what you eat is what you are but you know i also believe in some exceptions i live it out here in colorado we eat a lot of meat out here so it is what it is dude i'm a little bit older and i'm not going to change that way i love ribs and i love <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do what i do but i i don't want to go get fast food though if i'm going to eat ribs i'm going to go get ribs and cook uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. you know and uh but with that said uh thank you guys for joining us um and to the audio podcast listeners uh, you know sorry it went over i know you every once in a while as long as i don't do it too much you guys don't mind but this is even crawling up on two hours you guys have bared with me i appreciate that and uh we will see you back here next week on the podcast thank you gentlemen thank you